pretend like you're on drugs. And we're like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Game On, a podcast where we discuss gaming and nerd culture from a gay perspective. I am one of your hosts, Mark Waters, as always, being joined by my co-host, Stephen H. Garcia. How's it going? Okay, Batman. <laughs> and Adam. Hello. All right, so as always, we start off discussing what are we currently playing? I have no change in my <laughs> news. There is so much to do on that Lego game. And oh, I don't yeah. I don't like changing, like I can't handle more than two games. If I get wrapped up in one, I'm going to forget the other one. So right. I try to just play through whatever I've got, you know. And I played through the main story of the Lego game. And now I'm just doing the free play mm-hmm. where you can pick up everything that you couldn't pick up before. Yep. And then you get to run around New York City. And, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a fair, it's a really a- accurate representation of New York City. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of close. Yeah? For, for Legos, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. for a Lego game, it's pretty close. <laughs> and, uh, you know, going around and picking up the character uh, buttons, uh-huh. you know, the fun Marvel characters, which you then have to purchase with the studs that you spent the entire time collecting. Right. So that's what I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also playing that, but I just want Deadpool. All I really want is Deadpool. But I oh, yeah. All kinds of shit just to get Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool's <laughs> one of the like hard ones. To get. It's like the last one. Yeah. <laughs> why Why is he one of the hard ones? You have to collect all the Deadpool bricks. I don't know. Yeah. Is that what you do? Uh-huh. Where are Deadpool bricks? The, the red bricks? Yeah. Uh, or it's the comic... Are the comic pages? There's like hidden comic pages in every level. Yeah, and then... And there might be something to do with that. It's been a while. And it's like, uh, you have to collect all those... Uh, gold bricks, uh-huh. and you have to have a certain amount to unlock uh, that stage. Oh, certain levels. Yeah, and, and oh, I you see. can't progress until you get more. Of the, they're like the Riddler trophies. Oh, yeah, kind <laughs> of. Fucking, the, well, go, the gold bricks are Riddler trophies. Right, and I am familiar with the red bricks that you need to find in order to get the stud multiplier. Yeah. I just love saying stud. stud. I just wish I didn't have to say it <laughs> in connection with a Lego game because right. there isn't anything overtly sexy about Legos. <laughs> multiplier. Now I've always wanted. To, I've always wanted to have sex with a very blocky man. Mm, everyone needs a stud multiplier, don't <laughs> oh, they? <laughs> sure. Oh, I would love one. Adam, what are you playing? Well, I'm playing The Order 1886. Oh, <laughs> still? Yes. I didn't have I didn't have very much time to play this um, this past couple weeks, but I'm probably about halfway through. So I definitely agree with everything you said last week. It's stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. The textures are. So real looking. All the cloth, the fabric is really outstanding. All the beards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The skin, like everything. It, the, but there's just really some problems with the with the gameplay mechanics. Do you wish that they had waited? Or that they had a better, fl- no, more fleshed out gameplay? I don't think waiting would have made it better. Like, it was actual decisions that they made that... I wished... The, my whole time playing it, I'm wishing it's more, it was more open like uncharted Mm. like they're trying to have a sort of uncharted type of gameplay where you run around a little bit and it's all sort of like a tunnel you all have a direction and then what happens is when you start with a a battling enemies then it switches you into like mode where you can use your weapons and stuff but the rest of the time you're stuck like walking really slow and and like you can't draw your weapons i just wish it was like it, it was more consistent over the different modes in the style of like Uncharted or The Last of Us, like you know the 
the Naughty Dog mechanics. It's, oh. it's like when you're playing the game and you're like, I'm walking around. Why is he pulling out his gun? Oh, that's oh, yeah. going to happen. Enemies now. <laughs> <laughs> but before, like, you're walking around like, oh, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm jogging really slowly. Yeah. Well. And there's no map. Like, there's no open world. There's no, like, collectibles to get really except picking up stupid pieces of paper. And... Right. Mm-hmm. But the All battles which... are... The battles and weapons are pretty fun, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially since it's a short game, I'll finish it, but... How much longer do you think you have? I'm probably about halfway through, so a few more hours. A few more hours. Yeah. Like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just get sick like me, and then you can spend all day playing. Yay! Yay! Yay for illness. Then you'll beat it, and you'll be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's over. Although I did see the first Ding Dong. It oh. was like a second, because you go into a whorehouse and that's when you see the first uh, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw um, that. It's Yeah, it's really quick and you're like, oh, Ding dong. <laughs> this is kind of a surprise. Uh, Avon calling. I think it's funny when you see like the topless girl, she's like, oh, hi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't have any problem showing titties no, they in don't games. Ugh. Although we... boobs, I think, are easier to animate than wiener. Than cocks. Yeah. Well, they probably don't want to give anyone a short shrift, especially their models. A literal short shrift. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they did in this case because, like, oh, he got soft fast. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you? If you had two men jumping into your room and you're just about to bone. Yeah. Might make it better. Or if, <laughs> or if it was during, he sure got soft really fast after. Yeah, because she was on top. And then, like, a <laughs> right. second later, he's like, he's soft. Yeah. Well, see, now that's in the couple of sex scenes that I've seen in various video games, like in, in Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. That's the correct way to pronounce it, by the way. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Um, they, there are some fairly graphic sex scenes, and the girl's always on top. So he can, mm. you know, so they can show off the arch of her back and her right. titty and show her. I don't think they want to show man ass in these games. Yeah, no, of course not. Not, no. For the, not for the hetero boys that. Play all other oh, than, that right. they think play all of the games, dude. That guy's ass is gross. Yeah, they'll probably like have like boy moments about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. So, oh, did you guys watch Looking? Yeah, we definitely need to talk about that. I took a look at it. You took a you, look. You, did you look at Looking? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> well, no, we should definitely talk about it because, um, well, the main character of the show, Looking Patrick, is a game level designer mm-hmm. or so his title is but the most recent episode had him and his boss slash boyfriend slash twin <laughs> slash twin <laughs> um having a booth at uh, gamer x mm-hmm. which is a new-ish game gay gamer convention right and it's actually a real convention so everything that you saw in the episode was part of the real convention i believe have you ever been nope. What? No, it wasn't a part. Steven of... said it straight. See now, okay. For starters, have you ever been to Gamer X? I have. You have. I had a table Steven last year. You had a table. Mm-hmm. Okay, but have you gone? No. Adam hasn't gone, no, and I haven't gone. Wasn't, was last year the first one? It's the second one. Oh, yeah. So this coming it's one, it's gonna they're changing locations again to somewhere hopefully cheaper because the hotel that they were at was crazy expensive. Uh, oh, even to stay there, it was like fuck. Well, that yes. Now that's an interesting part about the. The, the episode's been out for a week a now. Week. yeah. Is that spoil... Well, not... The, there's no spoilers on there's looking. There's no spoilers, yeah. Nothing happens. Nothing show. happened. <laughs> <laughs> but we like the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, you said that it wasn't... 
it, the actual convention. How no, do you it, know this? It was uh, recreated because I got an email from HBO saying if they could borrow some of my artwork to rebuild a booth. Really? And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Wow. And so I gave them like a whole bunch of like files and they reprinted everything and made like a fake booth. Mm-hmm. And there was some mage girl at my table for some reason. A, a what <laughs> girl? Like a mage. Oh, like a wizard? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was looking in the back I'm like, who's that person? Why is she drawing penises? Right. <laughs> um, Wands. And, and like, you, you notice, like, there's other artists, like, there's, like, Joe Phillips cutouts, like, uh-huh. around, um, and some other random stuff, and stuff that just made up for the show. Now, may I ask, you don't have to tell us, were you reimbursed at all for your work? They didn't, it was like, just, they borrowed artwork. They borrowed the artwork. Yeah. Did you get credit on the episode? I don't know, probably. I didn't look at the credits. I see. <laughs> We'll have to scan. No, we'll have to find out. Oh my goodness! Well, like when I saw the episode play, I I was like, "Oh, there's my booth," but like only I would notice because it was all blurry. Oh yeah, it's in the back. <laughs> right? Yeah, like the characters were focused. The whole background was all blurred, but I could kind of see my banner, but in blur. <laughs> oh, so they even it, used your banner. Yeah. Oh, so did it happen the same weekend? No. It oh, was so like, it was like it was like weeks time. later. Like oh, I thought it was like actually during. Yeah, I went to I went to San Francisco twice last year. For the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So once it was for Gamer X and then one was for Folsom. And sometime after Folsom, <laughs> uh, I got an email from HBO. Oh. Yeah. So either they saw me at one of those two times. Do you, oh. So you have a booth up at the Folsom Street Fair. Yeah. Oh, guess we're all going to Folsom yeah. Street yeah. Fair. I just I hope have... nobody in a cage comes on me. The last time I win was in 2003. It's I've never been. overdue. But I'll tell you this. I will not be fucking embarrassed to wear a leather vest without a shirt. Like the lead of Looking does. That man is so... The character. Yeah. So squeamish to do anything. <laughs> I've, I've never met someone so puritanical. It's kind of the point. Is it? Of the character. All right. I think. He's in his 30s. But, but He's I'm, never jerked off with somebody in a park before? Uh, <laughs> I've never done that. Oh. Neither oh. have I. Oh, I mean, oh, uh, neither, have, neither I. have I. Is this, uh, is this microphone? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Anywho. So, but you've been to GamerX before. Yes. Did they set it up realistically? Like, did it look convincing? Parts of it were, and parts of it were kind of like the guy with the wheelchair and his, like, glory hole app. Yeah. yeah. I want oh, that my app. God, we totally should talk about that. <laughs> an app that shows you glory holes in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would have to say that an app like that would never work in real life, and here's why. They're illegal. And the police would use that app to fucking entrap guys, yeah. you know, who are dangling their cocks through, who just want to get a little glory hole action. Mm-hmm. You know, it's much better just to have a glory hole set up in your house. <laughs> Wait, is this thing on? <laughs> just, just put it through the penny saver. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, put up a Craigslist ad. I'm sure, they're on there. <laughs> so it was, it was so, pseudo convincing. Yeah, convincing um, enough. Yeah, like they, it looked like a mention that they had their. I noticed that they had their logos from the first game Rex because mm-hmm. mm. last time everything was like X two. Oh yeah. Oh, so they it said X two on it, or no, was the all, two scrubbed out? No, they just used the banners from the first game Rex. Oh, I see. So it was all like, oh, it's old logos and things. Okay, so here is here's a question that I had about it. Have they ever done a dance like they do in the episode? They, uh, that dance in the episode looked really boring. Boring yeah. as fuck, and the maybe, music maybe, was horrible. Tell you, actual game Rex. Yeah. They had this, uh, they had a concert, and they had this guy, I can't remember his name, but he was amazing. He, he played an electric violin, and everything was like 8-bit graphic sounding, and nice. he did this whole concert, and it was amazing. Of game music yeah, from games? Yeah, it was like he just rocked out and did this whole like whole set. 
And then afterwards was like a, a cosplay dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like a club. Yeah. And it was, was, it was like really good club music. People were going crazy and there was like bars inside. It was it was like, huge. I don't know who programmed that fucking episode as far as the music goes, but when they it was playing that hard dubstep and everything, and I'm like, who could get into this? <laughs> it's, the party is just starting, and pr- already you have to be on E. Right, just it's like the 2 a.m. music. Yeah, <laughs> holy fuck. Well, like, you know, some clubs are kind of like that already, but but when you at, if you were at the event, it was crazy. It was really fun. It was fun for me looking at some of the background, uh, you know, dancers, because there was like a really, there was an, an older Asian man who was dancing with like a very skinny, you know, twink, uh-huh. it looked like. But I only saw the twink from the back. And the the older Asian guy looked like he did not want to be there. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't getting paid from Central Casting. Well, <laughs> they probably weren't even playing music when they were filming that. Right. So they're just like, pretend like you're dancing. But that's uh, why it's called <laughs> acting. Act. Act like you're enjoying yourself. Act like you're in love. The least he could do is like feel up his butt or something. Right. Well, there may have been a problem with that, I suppose. I remember one time I, I was an extra for a movie and they were like, pretend like you're on drugs. And we're like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that? So we could look for you. Is know. it like 21 Jump Street? <laughs> no, but it was like when I was in college in 2000. <laughs> it was like DJ Life. So I, I have to look it up. I was an extra on a Freddie Mooney's um, movie. Frankie. that he. Is oh yeah, name? Frankie Muniz. Uh-huh. Uh, who the fuck knows? Not Where is that kid now? <laughs> but it was a it was a Disney movie about him being a racer. Oh, and so it was just they filmed here in Long Beach, and it, uh-huh. from our beautiful studio in Long Beach <laughs> is where we're recording. And it's Pie Day, by the way. Happy Pie Day! Happy Pie Day! Let's all show me your pie. Um, anyway, I do want to go to GamerX. Yeah. One of these days, you know, if we ever get to the point where we could do a live podcast and talk really to awesome. real, you know, other people or, yeah, you know, for it's, sure. It's really fun. And I think this year it's in December. They moved the month that's on. Why would they move it to the coldest month in San Francisco? I felt like it was cold in general. There. You know, <laughs> do they think that nobody is going to want to go outside? Uh, it was, you could stay in the hotel the whole time. Yeah. Uh, well, Stephen, are you planning on going this year? Duh. <laughs> yeah. That's well, a yes. Well, so we'll at least have some representation. <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. Um, and then they had they had two nights where they we all went to uh, the Eagle in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they set up a whole game night where they had like a giant screen from Mario Kart and like a whole wall for like Marvel vs. Capcom, mm. and then some other random game. But like the whole bar was crowded and everyone was playing games and they were going crazy. It was really fun. That must be your yeah. like nerd invasion uh, yeah, dream. Yeah, it was like that, but like. With good screens. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and then the next day, they had like a furry party at another bar. Would you ever go to a furry party? I've never been to one. And then when I went there, I was like, oh, let's see how this goes. And I was like, oh my God, this is really fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're interesting. I think furries are interesting people. I just have never yeah. gotten a chance to sit and talk with one. <laughs> it's hard to talk to them through the mask because they you ask them a question, they just go, <laughs> It's a very insightful conversation. So does it count as a glory hole if the glory hole's in the mask of a costume? Wow. You have to navigate you around. You can't see which, whose mouth it is. And you have to navigate around the teeth, don't you? <laughs> if it's a bunny. <laughs> bunny? If it's a dog or a wolf. Anyway, we're way off topic here. <laughs> so last week, we made a... Or last podcast, I should yes. say. We made a promise that we were going to discuss the, the, the reason we play video games. Well, maybe not the reason, but... What fun would video games be without a really great villain? Yes. The bad guys are interesting. What is Batman without Joker? Exactly. What is Wonder Woman without... uh, Cheetah? 
Sure. Does Wonder Woman have like an arch enemy? I would say Cheetah is really her her arch enemy, but they keep pushing Ares. Like I was really disappointed Mm, about um, Cheetah's not in Injustice. Cheetah's not in that, is she? No, but Ares is. I know, because they want Ares as the representation of a Wonder Woman villain. Yeah, Yeah. he wasn't that great either. No. I wish they had Cheetah, but then she would have just been like the flash of claws. Or she would have, well, she would have been like Catwoman. Oh, yeah. A little but, bit more, maybe. But Cheetah was the main character in Lego Batman 3. Well, she is really... I mean, there are other villains... Oh, here we are, talking about Wonder Woman again. <laughs> this, did you see her new costume? Uh, she got another new fucking yes. costume with, like, blades that come out of these yes. these wrist guards. Or I, whatever. I'm okay with that outfit, but I'm more like, Superman totally stole Superboy's look. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the look Superman had when they relaunched Action Comics and Grant Morrison was writing it. But with shorter hair. But it was like the same one Superboy wore before that. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the Even hell Even because his doing. hair like Superboy. Okay, so. You, now Adam, back to you, the villains. Right, back to the villains. Yes. You had a very specific uh, thing you want to talk about yeah, when it came to villains. Because what makes a villain great in something like a comic book or what we were just talking about, having like an arch villain, what works well in a narrative context if you're reading a book or watching a show or a movie or reading a comic book or something what makes a villain great is something different than what would necessarily make a villain great in a video game. Because in a vi- video game, they could be great in a narrative context, but when you have to fight them, if it's a really boring battle or a really bad right. boss fight, then... They have to be a well-written character and be an actual threat when exactly. you finally go up to them. Exactly. So I actually found an article. This is on a, like a writing workshop sort of website. Mm. And... Uh, it says that the villain is a classic archetype seen in almost every story from Shakespeare to Disney films. Mm-hmm. It says the villain is usually a shadow version of the hero and their personality morphs based on the strengths and weaknesses of the hero. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was sort of an interesting concept. And what we were just talking about with like Wonder Woman having an arch nemesis, I, <clears throat> it's, it's more hard to pinpoint because I think Wonder Woman's like strength as a hero has been changed depending on who's writing her. Mm-hmm. But for somebody like Batman and the Joker, like they're... I think it's basically like an order versus chaos type of dichotomy. Um, or even Superman with Lex Luthor. Yeah. You know, Superman's all brawn, to, supposedly. Yeah. While Lex is all brain. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Lex Luthor was first created, he was like an out of shape uh, gangster gangster type. He was not in like muscly fighting shape or anything. Yeah. So he really was the polar opposite of what Superman was. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think the, maybe the best like as far as, like, nerd culture representation of that is probably the Charles Xavier Magneto. Mm -hmm. Because they're basically two sides of the exact same coin. Yeah. Both technically fighting for the same thing, but just going about it different ways. Exactly. Well, that's just a well-written villain. Yeah. Period. I agree. So, do you have uh, ideas about what your favorite, I don't know, villains or boss battles were? Our assignment. Our assignment was. (laughs) Was to come with our favorite, our top villains uh, in video games. And one of the things that I tried to focus on was something that had a great narrative context as a good villain and then also had a fun boss fight. Well, I think that... What, what do you guys look for in a good video game villain? In a good video... Well, why don't you start with that? Um, something that would... Like, you would have to use all your abilities that you mm-hmm. learned in that stage or if it's the final one, like, you would have to learn use everything that you had. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, try to outthink that... Whatever the villain is throwing at you, mm-hmm. uh, something that keeps you entertained instead of like a boring like stand here, shoot, and then go over here and shoot. Yeah. Um, but 
I also hope when the, the villain is talking mad shit to you while you're doing it. <laughs> taunting. It's called yeah. taunting. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which one of my favorite uh, ones is Gladys from the Portal series. Oh, man. The whole game, she's totally like bringing you down but mm-hmm. saying the sassiest things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, Stephen, do you have an app that plays the... What Gladys says? Yeah, it's like a whole soundboard of all her, oh, like... play something. Play one yeah. of those. So here's one about garbage, which I love. Here's Remember it. before when I was talking about smelly garbage standing around being useless? That was a metaphor. I was actually talking about you. And I'm sorry. You didn't react at the time, so I was worried it sailed right over your head. Which would have made this apology seem insane. That's why I had to call you garbage a second time just now. <laughs> Yeah, kudos to who, to the guys that write that those games. Right, they are hilarious. Like every time she talks, I'm like, oh, it's gold. What's she gonna say now? Yeah. Well, and I I looked at a lot of different like online lists of of top villains, and Gladys definitely was on a lot of those lists. And exactly for that reason, she's totally totally like sort of a passive aggressive robotic robotic bitch that mm-hmm. just like will, you know put you in your place and say the worst things to you but then like when you actually come to have to fight her it's actually a fun fight <laughs> right <laughs> we have to get all her personalities and right <laughs> and is she the villain in portal 2 as well i thought it was a male sort of she's she starts just off as a villain and then sort of becomes an ally because the other robot sort of takes over her brain right. core right right isn't that yeah like he got he he was your friend for like a minute, and, and then he took the glass powers. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna run this shit now." Yeah, oh, I see. right. Wheatley. <laughs> I have to pick those up. Though those were games that the the ex boyfriend would play, so I would mm-hmm. watch him play them and just love the dialogue. But I never actually did any playing myself. So no. Portal One is really short because it's like part of three games. Mm-hmm. So you could just play Portal for like an afternoon and you're done. With lines like that, yeah. I'll yeah. play it often. Mm-hmm. Part two, had, part two was like a full game, and that had like a bunch of great lines. Okay, so your the first on your list was Glados. Yes, Glados. <laughs> What's uh, next on your list? Uh, which is on a lot of people's list, but it's a uh, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII and Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Oh, true. And in Kingdom Hearts was like one of my favorite boss battles. It was so hard, but it was so fun to fight. And then later on, you find out that the voice is Lance Bass from, like, NSYNC. It's true. So I guess <laughs> Sephiroth is, like, inherently gay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the guy that only has one wing, right? Yeah. yeah. Does, does he fly <clears throat> around in circles? Like a ninja. Like <laughs> <laughs> He does sort of, like, float down into the battle. Yeah. In certain... Yeah, but aspects. you can't... I mean, if you have one wing... It's not a functional one wing. It's just there for, like... It's just decorative? Yeah. Does it even yeah. shield him? Does he use it as a shield at all, or like to flap air at you and distract you, or no? But I think on the opposite hand, he has his like crazy long his, sword. Yeah, his giant katana that's like eight feet long. And he's uh, he is March on your calendar yes, that you is. do. Oh yeah, you do. That's right, you do draw him. He is pretty hot, at least from here. I can see mm-hmm. his tight leather pants. He's mm-hmm. got that bulge there. His harness and abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even care that he's only got one wing. <laughs> right. I'm not a wing queen. When I first drew it, I got messages like, it's on the wrong side. I'm like, oh, I'll just put the image. Oh. <laughs> Your sister pointed that out to you? The, uh, someone on DeviantArt. And I was like, god damn it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you got called out. That's what I did. And I was like, 
was it? And then when I looked at the references, I was just looking at one that was flipped. Oh. So I was looking at the wrong one. Oh, damn. <laughs> Have you played Final Fantasy VII? Yes. Okay. That was the first one I played, and then I ah. played eight, and then I skipped one of them, two of them. Mm-hmm. It sounds like if I ever pick up a Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy VII is the one to pick I, up. I can give it to you. I have for PlayStation Three. It's actually a PlayStation One game, but you can play PlayStation One games on your PS Three. What? Yeah. Okay. You can't <laughs> unless you have the original PS Three. You can't play PS Two games because they it was originally backwards compatible. Yeah. And then they phased that out, unfortunately. That was dicks. But you can still play PS One. Okay. I did not know that. I do that. Yeah. I have a whole pile of PS One games. Me too. They're all Final Fantasy, though. <laughs> oh, well. I do want to try this one. I want to, I want to play against the hot Sephiroth. 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 And in video games, he has, like, the best villain theme song. Yes. Can yes. you sing it for us now? Well, and that was because I have Sephiroth on my list, too. And that's, that's something that I was going to mention, too. Because he absolutely has the best villain theme in video games. It's called, the theme is called One-Winged Angel. And... There is uh, the movie from Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. There's a movie called Advent Children, which is an actual film that was released. Like they showed it at like the Venice Film Festival and everything. Wow. Um, it's sort of like a sequel. It happens like three years after the events of Final Fantasy VII. Huh. But they have a full orchestral version of that theme in the movie. Oh. And it's fantastic. It's like heavy metal slash orchestra. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> There's like horns and violins and then like electric guitar. Hmm. It's very cool. It's awesome. We can put a link to it on our website. Yes. That would be great because I will then watch it. And what is number three? Of number three is, I'm sorry to spoil this because you're going to play this game, but I think I mentioned it already. So in Devil May Cry. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm only playing for the hot guys anyway. Yeah, okay. Well, he's hot, hot too. Okay. So Dante's twin brother, Virgil. Uh-huh. When he originally came out, he was in Devil May Cry 3, which is kind of like a prequel to it. And you play against him. He has a boss battle. Then you team up with him against another villain. Blah, blah, blah. The remake of it in the DMC, you do the whole battle. You fight with him. Or you fight, you're fighting as allies. And at the end, you beat the boss. And you're like, oh, good. Now we saved the world. He's like, yeah, now we can take it over. And Don's just like, wait, what? Oh, I see. <laughs> and then you go out oh. this full-on like, fight with your brother. And see, now that, talk about a mirror image. I mean, yeah. that and, and the emotional stakes that go with having a really yeah. great villain. And you know? Like in first time playing it, I was all like, "Oh, cool, we beat the boss." Oh, he wasn't the final boss. Oh shit! No, because <laughs> mm. he's just as powerful as Dante. Yeah. Mm. And number four. Number four, as I mentioned, I love Street Fighter. <laughs> yes. I knew you would have some fighter mm. games. I had like and seven I'm, of them. I had them all out. <laughs> and I'm glad because I don't. I even though I played some of the fighter games, I don't know all of the like who's good and who's bad. Yeah. So I was hoping you would have So some. I can go old school with this one. So when you're playing Street Fighter, like, oh, and Bison's always the boss, and then one of the virgins came out, and you beat Bison, and like you're like, oh yeah, Bison's like the most evil thing ever, and I just beat him. Um, then Bison's like, no, I'm more powerful now, and then out of nowhere, this other guy just comes down, kills him with a one hit, and it's like, hit, new boss. And it's Akuma. Mm. Toy killed Bison like with one hit, and he's like pretty much impossible to beat. Well, he's really hard. Is but it Kuma the one with the red hair? Yeah, he's like the evil Ken Ryu type character. Akuma mm. uh, Makoma. Yeah. <laughs> crazy powerful. He's pretty awesome. Great villain. He's pretty much like, his story is like he's tempting Ryu to become evil like him. So Ryu becomes evil and there is a version of Ryu that's evil Ryu mm-hmm. out there. A version mm-hmm. of him? Yeah, so there's like the good one and then the evil what one. What created the evil one? Is um, he like gave into the dark side. 
<laughs> so, so like it's like an alternative yeah. timeline kind of story. Yeah. Oh, not a clone. No, it's like this is what happens if Ryu would go evil. And right. He's been in the game several times. Oh, I see. So he's pretty awesome. So Akuma's pre- a pretty much a badass in Street Fighter. <gasps> I love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my next game uh, or character is uh, Dracula in any version of Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> I only played the first one for Nintendo. Me too. And I never made it that far. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is like when they rebooted Castlevania, uh, it was called Lords of Shadow. And the first guy, the first Belmont guy you play at the end of the game, he becomes Dracula. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the original whip guy is yeah. Dracula now. Uh, and then when you play part two, you're playing as Dracula. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's how cool. Pretty Who awesome. are you in the latest one that just came out? Dracula. Is that the second one of the reboot? Yeah. The oh, Lord, I see. Lords of Shadow 2. Okay, now that explains... And, I Again, I watched a friend play it, and I was very confused about that, because like I said, I've only played the, the original one. Okay. And I'm like, how is this dude after blood? Isn't he fighting Dracula? Is he? So that explains yeah, that and, bit. And they talk about a beautiful game. And he was sexy, too. You didn't bring him up on your sexiest... Ma- I guess we're going to have to do another sexy man So which Belmont is it? Is it Simon Belmont from uh, oh. Captain N? <laughs> <laughs> Simon was in it. Uh, so the first one, you're Gabriel. He's the original one. Uh-huh. And so his son is Trevor Belmont. Uh-huh. Um, Trevor has a son, and that's Simon. Okay. At some point, uh, Trevor dies and comes back as Alucard. So that's Dracula's son, and then reborn as a vampire. Uh-huh. It's a very involved story, but Alucard's been in say. several games before. And Why did he have to awesome. change his name when he came back? Uh, when he came back, he didn't remember that he was a Belmont. Oh. And so on his coffin, it was just Dracula, but backwards. So is the, oh. is the latest Castlevania, is it on PS4? No, it's on PS2, or sorry, PS3. Both of them are PS3. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Very good yeah. games. And I had one bonus one. I am one. interested in your bonus one, I My would bonus say. one. Uh, I was very intrigued by it because I played, uh, I love all the Batman Arkham games. Mm-hmm. And then Arkham Origins, they threw in a character called Copperhead. Mm-hmm. But their version of Copperhead was female right. and Latina. <laughs> oh, and Latina. Yeah, oh. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, that's right. Um, and playing it, she was, it was a good boss fight. She, like, fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> She's, that is an interesting character. And I'm mm-hmm. glad, you know, they're... They take a lot of... Now, this isn't a Copperhead that has shown up in comics yet, as far as I know. Not yet. This is pretty much the Arkham version, uh, and it's like the best version of Copperhead. I would agree, because yeah. Copperhead himself is kind of a weird villain. He wears like right. an orange suit. He has a lot of colors in common with Aquaman, actually. Orange suit, green gloves. He has a hood that goes over his head. That to look shaped, like a snake. To look like yeah. a, a snake. Uh-huh. And the suit enables him to elongate and slither like kind of like Mr. Fantastic uh-huh. you know he can elongate his arms his legs his you know all of his appendages uh-huh. to coil around somebody to mm-hmm. you know it's more of a python yeah really so I think they they took this version of Copperhead mm-hmm. and they threw her in the show Gotham because she was in there uh, it's like the Latina assassin and she was in the crazy snake oh moves. that's right yeah so I was like oh, oh they used that Copperhead you're right so I'm like glad that they're keeping her female slash Latina <clears throat> Whatever, yeah, because there's not a lot of cool Latin characters. It's either they're white or black, or they used to be white and other black, (laughs) (laughs) or or you know like Renee Montoya on the show is supposed to become, or she became the question before DC relaunched, 
everything. And the question is a, is a character that has a face mask yeah. that totally obscures any features. So it just looks like he has no face. Did, mm-hmm. Or she. Didn't she like go out with like that woman or something? Oh, yeah. Yes, they, they're lesbianese. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so did you make up a list? I did. Oh, Adam's got a list. So I have a little overlap with Steven, but I think that's okay. So I actually had, um, instead of a top five, I have a top four with two runners up. <laughs> okay. So because of my criteria was a, a good adversary narratively and then a good boss fight as well. So mm. I, have, I have a runner up for each one. So for my t- number five, the one that had a great boss battle but really didn't have much to do with the story is Poseidon from God of War 3. Oh, that was awesome. It's like the most insane, awesome boss fight ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically at a distance, but he uses these like water horses that you have to attack. It's, it's. I think it's the first big fight of the game, and it, and God of War three is the first God of War game that was on the PS three generation. How do you fight Xbox against water? Generation. I guess fire? it's only a, a Sony. I'm sorry. How do you fight <clears throat> against water with fire? You just have your blades. They're magic. Yeah, <laughs> magic blades can yeah. cut through water. I think they they're given to you from Athena. Yeah, because you have two different sets of blades actually through the games. One of them's like the blades of chaos, and ones are like the blades of exile or something. Yeah, something like that. But if he got touched by the water, wouldn't it wash away the the ashes of his dead <laughs> wife and child? Because no, at this point he actually is the god of war. Oh, he's because he, in the first God of War game he kills Ares and he becomes the god of war. Oh, he's allowed to bathe after that. Yeah, so then he the uh, and then he basically like goes and like kills through the rest of the Olympians. Oh, so this is the the battle with Poseidon, who's the first boss of God of War. That's pretty much how the game opens, like run around boss battle, <laughs> and it happens while you're climbing on the back of Gaia, the Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Aquaman always the first one to go? <laughs> um, and my runner-up for a narrative villain, but doesn't really have a boss fight, is the elusive man from the Mass Effect series. So he's sort of like the puppet master behind all of the the strings of Mass Effect Two. But then sort of gets, becomes a victim of the main, main villain of the game, which are the Reapers. Mm. Um, so you do have an encounter with him at the end of Mass Effect 3, but it's not really a, a boss fight. But he's still sort of, and he's voiced by uh, Martin Sheen. Oh, oh, nice. That's very classy. So, yeah, he's definitely like has, you know, there's good voice acting. There's the gravitas. Some, exactly. Gravitas. So my number four is Birdo. First, originally appearing in Super Mario Brothers 2, Birdo is the first transgender character in video games. Birdo, in the original Super Mario Brothers 2, the the original, original, first edition bio of Birdo says, he thinks he is a girl and he spits eggs from his mouth. He'd rather be called Birdetta. Oh, that's so sweet. That's cute. And now... So Birdo, you fight Birdo a bunch of times throughout Super Mario Brothers 2, but I had to include... Birdo because of why the are they fighting queer quality? They there's not very much narrative context. To, no, they're <laughs> fighting Mario because games. they're fighting because it's, it's but, a video game. But supposedly, like he's uh, Birdo. She is a misguided villain, like not actually trying to kill you, but wants to like keep you forever and ever or something. But <laughs> spits alternating eggs and fireballs from its cubert style nose, which is like a hollow nose. That, oh, and pink and has a bow. Yeah. Aww. So Birdo is actually some sort of like dinosaur creature thing, and they just 
brought Birdo back recently into the Super Mario Brothers universe as like a playable character in like Mario Tennis, and then most recently oh. in uh, Mario Kart, paired up with Yoshi. So now nice. the most recent thing with with that is oh. that Birdo is a woman, a female character, oh. has fully made a transition from male to female. <laughs> And is in a relationship with Yoshi. Oh. <laughs> Do you think Yoshi knows? Oh, I think so. And when I when you Google Birdo and Yoshi, you will find lots of... Shipping? Fan art. Oh, <laughs> boy. <sighs> Putting it... Is he sticking his tongue in her nose? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> her most right. obvious orifice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So my number three is Gladys, who we already talked about. But um, we can talk about Gladys what, all day. One one other thing I don't know if we mentioned is the song that Gladys sings after you finish <laughs> Portal. It's called "Still Alive." It's one of the greatest <laughs> songs, uh, video game songs ever. Just sing perfectly it. fits <laughs> yeah, it. Can you sing any of it? Um, I could, but I won't right now. But I will post a link to the song. Okay. On our website. Because you have to hear it with the Gladys voice. Yeah, you definitely have to hear it with the Gladys <laughs> I'm sure that that, voice. Yeah, the first auto-tune ever. Before Cher auto-tuned, right. we had Gladys. Before um, Madonna auto-tuned. Exactly. My number two is Sephiroth, who we also talked about. And again, I sort of... He, one of the reasons he was so high on the list was because of the awesome theme song. Mm. I originally toyed with, go, with picking a Final Fantasy villain going with... Uh, Kefka from Final Fantasy VI, who is just downright insane and murders an entire village. And it's sort of like a Joker type of creature who ends up be getting godlike powers. But Sephiroth sort of does the same thing. And I think the one thing that Sephiroth puts Sephiroth over the edge is that Sephiroth kills Eris. <laughs> 20 year old spoiler! 20! I still <laughs> Probably haven't 25. played it! <laughs> Aerith. Aerith. Sephiroth and Aerith. Sephiroth and Aerith. <laughs> but um, it's a, it's a pretty it's like the it's an emotional moment of the game and um, but the boss the boss fight with Sephiroth he takes like multiple forms and it is actually pretty great and you have to like team up with both of your you split your party into two teams and so you have to use all of your characters to defeat him in the end which is great awesome it's one epic ass boss battle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my number one villain. Uh, video game villain is Ganon or Ganondorf from the Legend of Zelda series and the reason he takes the cake for me um, the three main characters in all of the Zelda games are Zelda, Link, and Ganon and they represent the three different um, sides of the Triforce which are power, wisdom, and courage and Ganon embodies the power Mm. portion of that. The biggest boss battle I I remember is from Ocarina of Time. When you get to the end, you fight Ganon, or Ganondorf, who's the human form of Ganon. You fight him, I think, once. He dies, comes back to life, more powerful. You fight him again. And the second time you fight him is very hard. It's very difficult. And then once that happens, the whole castle comes and you have to escape. And then the castle all is destroyed and he comes back a third time in Ganon form as this big, like, honking pig creature with a giant axe. And it's like, you think you won the game, and he keeps coming back. <laughs> like, worse and worse. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's sort of like the epitome of the final form, you know. <laughs> Number seven. Yeah, exactly. Um, and one of the elements throughout all the different Zelda games is that the three characters of Zelda, Link, and Ganon are all sort of reincarnated time in 
and time again. So he's sort of like a force that will never truly be defeated. Well, so I've got... Is that your last one? That's my last one. I actually... I have a surprise list for you, but Mm -hmm. we'll get to that in a second. I'll just go over my list of my favorite villains Mm -hmm. briefly. Number one would always have to be the Joker. I think that the in Arkham City, Arkham Horror, mm-hmm. Arkham, not Arkham Horror, that's a board <laughs> game, uh, Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's just such a great <clears throat> adversary and, and the way that he's voiced, you know, especially if yeah. he's voiced by Mark Hamill. Yes. I don't know how anyone's ever going to live down, you know, that <laughs> voiceover. Yeah. Um, the second villain that I really enjoy, these aren't, these aren't necessarily the best boss fights ever, but they... they they're villains that, that I find humorous or mm-hmm. great in some way. Mm-hmm. Handsome Jack from um, from the <clears throat> Borderlands series. Yeah, I saw him on some lists, but I haven't played Border... I played a little bit of Borderlands, but... He's the main villain of the second one, mm-hmm. and he's constantly taunting you with recordings and things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot like Lados. <laughs> Not quite as funny. Um, and um, he is actually a player character in the Borderlands prequel. Oh, the pre-sequel. The pre-sequel, yes. <laughs> Uh, the next one is Mr. Freeze. That, to Good me, choice. talk about a tough boss battle. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I was, I, I mean, it was fun. Every step of it was fun to try and figure out all the different ways. Because yeah. you have to defeat him six or seven times, and yeah. each time has to be a different way. Yeah. Because he's smart. Yeah, you can never repeat an attack. I thought that was so awesome that, like... You couldn't do it the same way. You had to really think. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, it really made you be the Batman. And like what Steven <laughs> what Steven said before, like having to use all of the tricks in your arsenal or all of the skills you've learned, <clears throat> really takes play in that particular battle. Uh, my next one. This is um, this again. This isn't a game that I've actually played, but when I watched. Uh, Wolfenstein. That's why mm-hmm. it was on my mind when I was talking about the the sex and the arching, <laughs> the arching back and all that. <clears throat> There's a villainess in there named Frau Engel, Mrs. Angel, uh-huh. is what her name translates to, and she is anything but. She's an <laughs> old lady. She's got like white hair, and it's in a you know sort of like a twenties or early thirties kind of short bob. Mm-hmm. She, she's like Helen Mirren. Or, or Judy Dench. Like, we're talking, like, mm-hmm. old. And mm-hmm. she's got a boy toy who's a gay. <laughs> well, he's not... They 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 sort of heavily imply that he's gay. Uh-huh. But he, he swears he's devoted to her, but he's extremely fey, very good-looking, you know, pencil-thin mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, doting all over her. But you and, know he really wants Wolfenstein. And I'm assuming that since it's Wolfenstein, they're Nazis. Oh, yes, they're Nazis. Did I not mention that they're Nazis? Maybe you did. Yes. And um, at one point in the game, she she has something very bad happen to her face. And she still comes back later. Nice. And she's all sewn up. I mean, she looks frightful. And it's fun. And she really is a horrible, horrible villain. And I enjoyed it. And the last villain that's on my list is in Marvel Lego, Galactus. <laughs> uh, it's fun to fight the giant Galactus that comes to try and eat Earth uh-huh. to munch on the helicarrier or whatever. But when you actually get into free play and you're going around New York City, you can buy a little baby Galactus. <laughs> He's so He's cute. So cute. <laughs> He's using his like little mental powers. And He's just so adorable. I, okay, I thought that was what he was like. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I was too. It was like it's just so cute. It's like yeah. playing Muppet Babies. Totally. <laughs> So, the surprise list that I brought in, because I assumed we would have mostly um, 
<laughs> mostly guys as far yeah. as the villains go. But I, I maybe I was thinking too much about you know the hot guys in games. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so the list that I found online it's from a website called Cheat Code Central, mm-hmm. which. Other than finding this list, I'd never heard of it. So now I'll have to go back and see if there's actually any good cheat codes on it. Um, the guy that wrote this list, his name's Travis Huber, and it was uh, just back from January 2014. So it's not that long ago. The 10 Hottest Female Villains. And so um, say anything you want about any of the ones that are on here. There's only okay. one name that really stood out to me that I had to, to print out. Mm-hmm. Flemeth from Dragon Age 2. Oh, yeah. Sure. Flemeth. <laughs> you don't know that game? <laughs> hottest? Is that what it says? It says t- 10 hottest female villains. Okay. I thought, okay, I'm going to sound ignorant. I don't know enough about Dragon Age, but I thought Flemeth was like the old lady witch. She is but maybe lady. she But beca- maybe she got hotter. In maybe this guy has a thing for old ladies. I guess. <laughs> Go to the website and, and read it. I should have just printed all everything out. Would Next like- time I'll do my... my uh, Homework better. <laughs> but I just thought the list itself was interesting. Uh-huh. Who needs to know his reasons? Right. But yes, she's an old bag. <laughs> uh, the next on his list, he combined three and one. Because, and I think I know why. Katana, Melina, and Jade. Oh, yes. oh yeah. I thought about one of them. They're all, they all look the same. Wait. They just use different instruments. Yeah, there's villains? Yeah. Katana's well, not a villain. Yeah, she Katana's... was. Well, she could, they all could be villains. For like the second. <laughs> Yeah, but what's the one? One of them has like crazy because uh, they come the, they come from the age of Mortal Kombat where they were just like palette swaps. Like, exactly, they were, they were just, just color colors. swaps. Exactly, yeah. and um, Katana doesn't even use katanas, does she? She uses fans, right? Mm-hmm. Fans. She's the character I always played because I always thought that using the fans were great. But a katana is an actual weapon. I think it's spelled differently. Yeah, too. she spelled oh. katana with an I, right? Right. Oh, and a katana is with an A. Yeah. I see. See, it's different. It's not oh, the same. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and then Jade fought with the Psy. No, that's Melina. Oh. Melina does? Jade was the green one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> really? But, <laughs> with the staff. Oh, yeah. she had a staff. But isn't Melina the one that's like a she's the, demon? Yeah, she's, she's got like a well, scary face. Yeah, Melina is an evil clone of katana <laughs> mixed with Baraka. Oh. oh, that explains the crazy face. Oh, with the teeth, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what about what about Jade? Is she? She's uh, Katana's homie. Oh, okay. <laughs> they get she's down. Lady in waiting. She's pretty much like Katana's bodyguard. Got it. They get down. Uh, the next on the list was Harley Quinn from Arkham City. Yeah, and oh, she is hot. Choice. Yeah, I like for that sure. Bit. I gotta say, I at first I really uh, I didn't like the way that they were sexually objectifying her. Mm-hmm. But then I remembered I'm gay. I don't really care. <laughs> I do like that, it, that Harley in that one and Poison Ivy in that game. Poison Ivy looked amazing. Yeah. Okay, the Poison Ivy boss fight in Arkham Asylum was almost impossible. That was hard. That took a lot of coordination. Yeah, yeah. Timing is what, what really makes a good boss battle for yeah, me. Yeah. Because you have to, if you don't get the timing exactly right, you know, yeah. Yeah. you lose. <clears throat> There's a lot of that in the DMC, so have fun with that. Yeah. Well, and we, I'm sorry, we, we, we talked about the, the voice actor for the Joker, Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. but we have to talk about Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. Now, okay, so I heard a, um, on our local KCRW, uh, it was, it's called KCRW, but it's on local NPR. There's uh-huh. this great show that they, they talked about Harley Quinn and where her origins came from. Uh-huh. And she actually came out of a, of a, a soap opera. Yeah, Days of Our Lives. Days right? of Our Lives. Uh-huh. And I remember watching what? that way, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the actress that voices her 
played this character named Calliope on Days uh-huh. of Our Lives. And, okay, so <laughs> Days of Our Lives is my mom's soap. So it's like, I have like old 80s storylines of Days of Our Lives in my head. She was romantically paired with, God, now I can't think of his name, but the guy that plays Q, Q on Star Trek. John Delancey. John Delancey, yes. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that... You. They, and they were the couple that I really loved when I would watch the show. Because I mm-hmm. would, I'll admit it, I would come home after school and watch it. And was caught up in the plot lines for a little while. Mm-hmm. How long? I mean, who wasn't watching when Marlena got possessed by the devil? I was done at that <laughs> I was done. For like two years she was possessed by right. Satan. But there was an episode where she had to, she dressed up as a harlequin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aaron, um, the clown, right? No, no. The actress's name. Arlene, Arlene Sorkin. Sorkin. Yep. And um, Paul Dini was actually a writer on the show at that point. Or was he a writer? Or was mm. he... No, no. He wasn't a writer on that. But they were friends in real life. And I guess that she gave him a videotape to watch or he was catching up on the show. And when he saw her in that costume, that's what in- inspired him to create Harlequin. Mm-hmm. And she, um, you know, she also does the voice. Yeah. And she's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's going to be a hard... I mean, because she's she was like the originator, the true originator of that character. Really, I, I mean, think that Margot Margot Ro- Roby or Robbie. I think Robbie, but you might be right. The girl that's going to be playing Harlequin in the movie, her acting is amazing in Wolf of Wall Street, and she has got a terrific figure. She's got a very nice figure, mm-hmm. and um, I think she'll be able to pull it off. And I think that she will do the voice as close as she can. Yeah. So here's hoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on the list is another poison, not poison ivy, but poison from Street Fighter Four. I love her. She's my favorite trans in Street Fighter. She's oh, is a, that the is, is that, that the trans? trans? trans. Oh, There's a trans on the hottest female villains. Good, good for her. Good for her. She's uh, very sexy. Yeah. There's another. Uh, okay, so the next one on the list is a character named Raven from Gravity Rush. No one? No one? Okay, we'll skip. Ada Wong from Resident Evil. Okay. She's kind of a villain. She's not really a villain? She's just kind of like a, a spy, but she kind of like plays both angles. Well, well here's... She... Okay, so this is an interesting side topic. There are... there You know, there there's nothing quite like a good anti-hero. Mm-hmm. You know, like Wolverine is... He is technically considered a hero, but there are times where he straddles the fence. Uh, Terminator has his own book. Straddles the fence. Catman is another one in the in the Secret Six. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That they it's it's almost like these morally ambiguous characters are becoming more popular, probably because you can get better yeah. stories out of them rather than you know just I'm gonna destroy this building because uh, right. that's, that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know people who are only out for their own good, I I sort of see them. Classified as villains, yeah. you know, because they're they're the antagonist, or even just as an at, <clears throat> as long as they're an adversary to the 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 hero, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be evil, or right? Villainous. They're not bad; they're just drawn that way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> kind of like uh, Venom in Spider Man. Like Venom's not bad, but he just really hates Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, depending on which Venom you're talking, yeah, about. exactly. Good old Eddie, the good one. The, oh. Well, you know, Venom now is um, Flash. Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And he really hates Peter. And he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's friendly. Yeah. Next on the list is Morinth from Mass Effect. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Is okay. that her? 
another pseudo. Uh, and then I'm just going to run through the yeah, rest of this you know, list. You know, I, I have, we have to talk about this one. I, I would agree with you. <laughs> Morinth is the daughter of Samara. Another, they're an alien race called the Asari. It's one of the main alien races in Mass Effect. Were they sorry? So, yeah, they're very <laughs> sorry. Um, you can, if you decide, because in Mass Effect you can decide if you want to be a paragon or a renegade. If you decide that you want to go straight down the renegade path, you can side with Morinth to kill Samara, and Morinth will take Samara's place in your party. Interesting. Yeah. And that carries over to the next game. Yeah. Uh, no, because oh. she doesn't appear in Mass Effect. Well, she would appear in Mass Effect 3, but you don't. Not as a party character. Okay. Neither one would appear. Uh, the next is uh, Sniper Wolf from Metal Gear Solid. I know we're all into the shooter games and war. No, we're not. That's another <laughs> terrific topic, though. I, I did play the Metal Gear Solid 5 and uh-huh. the, the Ninja one after it. Those were pretty good games. Yeah. But I haven't, the, the ones before them, I haven't played them all. Mm-hmm. Lots of killing. This one stuck. This is the only one I actually printed out because I found it so humorous. Catherine slash Catherine mm. from the game Catherine, Catherine. <laughs> and one Catherine is good, the other one is bad, and the one that's bad spells her name with a K oh. rather than a C. Got it. Yep. Well, she must be hot. And the reason the the way they both come out is that one seduces you in a moment of weakness. And made you doubt yourself, while the other one was trying hard to get you to commit to a long-term monogamous relationship. Ew, I She's the bad already. one. <laughs> the one in the long in the long-term relationship is the bad one. Oh wow! Uh. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know. And then and the number the number ten on this list or number one was also Glados okay. from from Portal. Awesome. Yeah. So that's a very interesting list. Yeah. All right. And we also, um, you know, we solicited some of your opinions about what your favorite villains were. Mm-hmm. And um, so why don't we uh, give a shout out to some of our listeners and talk about their lists. Our listener Richard also chimed in and said he liked Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. And we've talked a lot about that character. So obviously it's a very popular choice. And then our listener DJ uh, listed his top villains as Majora from Majora's Mask and the Joker from the Arkham series. Because some people just want to watch the world burn. (laughs) Crazy makes a good villain. Yep. <laughs> uh, Darth Treya from Knights of the Old Republic 2. And lastly, Ganondorf from The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, good choice is all. And as always, we'll discuss our last feature, which is what made us level up this time. Adam, why don't you go first? Um, what makes What's making me level up this week is the return slash conclusion of House of Cards. Did you, how long did it take you to consume those episodes? I have not finished yet. I have two episodes left, which I will finish tonight, I'm sure. But I think Claire and Frank Underwood have one of the best relationships in pop culture. And I'm excited and sad to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you watched the, origi- the original British series? Do you no. have any idea where it Can goes? Can you access that one on Netflix? Or? It was on Netflix for a while, but I only watched the first season, which... Kind of, I don't want to say ruined, because if it's a good story, it doesn't matter if it's ruined or not. But it, mm. it gave away a plot point um, that was saved for the second season. I don't want to give any spoilers, because especially when it comes to something that's yeah. streamable, people will get to it when they get to it. Right. I'll, no, I, I'd like to watch it, especially after seeing how this one is, because I think... Because it, it's a UK show, correct? 
Uh, the original House of Cards, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming that the politics, even though like the games are the same, like the logistics of the politics. Right, it's in moving up in, the, in Parliament. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'd be interested. And his wife, his wife is not as prominent in the British version as she is in, um, you know, in, in the American version of House of Cards. Yeah. I like that change probably most of all. Well, Robin Wright is oh, fucking amazing. Pure perfection, and she she directed a couple of the episodes too. Did she? Yeah. Wow. So, what made you level up, Stephen? Well, two things again. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a problem keeping to the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very busy. <laughs> um, well, one is like I went to uh, like a used bookstore, uh, and I found like, gold. Uh, I found the Japanese anime version of X Men. Oh my! For five bucks. Wow! Nice. I was like, yes, and then I looked it over it, and in English, score. Yeah. Dubbed. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So like, I I've only saw the original Japanese version on on G Four when they first aired it. Uh huh. I remember. And then I was like, oh my god, I can see it in English. Oh. oh my gosh, I haven't seen it. We should have like a viewing party. Yeah. And and at such a great price. Yes. <laughs> five bucks. I was like, and I was all hoping that they had the they had a the Blade one. Because they did, a, they did a Japanese one of Blade and that, Iron yeah. Man and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Blade was cool, too. The other ones were kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's your second item? Uh, uh, it's my birthday week. What? <laughs> hey, girl. Birthday right. week. What? And so t- t- today in the mail, my best friend, who lives in New York, oh. sent me uh, the new Devil May Cry Definitive Edition. Mm. So I got that in the mail today. I'm so excited. So I started yeah. playing that already. So that's my... <laughs> my you, new new game. Did you get new, it? New. Pop it in right right as soon as yes. you got it. I was like, yes. It, how beautiful is it? It's gorgeous. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. It's DMC was is one of my favorite games. Like I literally went through it so many times that I know where all the secrets are, and I'm very excited to do it all over again. <laughs> oh, so I had two items that I thought I would talk about. One of which may or may not be even true, mm-hmm. which is that Marvel may not have a movie presence at Comic Con. Oh. In San Diego this year. Yeah. But I thought that would be an interesting enough topic to wait. Mm-hmm. And also to sort of see how true that's going to end up being. Yeah. Uh, so this, the second thing I was going to mention is something I just love. And it's the new show on Netflix called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. <laughs> and all the gays have to go and watch and support this show. Um, it was made for NBC, but mm-hmm. NBC rejected it. Or at least they decided not to air it. Mm-hmm. It's created by Tina Fey. She's one of the creators on it. So if you like 30 Rock, boy, this show is for you. It's got the same pace. It's got the same, even the same music. And it's got two of the same actors. So the lead is this uh, is Ellie Kemper. And you mm-hmm. would recognize her from like Bridesmaid. And she's always mm-hmm. playing these sort of like, not wimpy, but good girls. You know, thin, good girls mm-hmm. wearing pink and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. she plays a girl that um, was a part of a cult. Who were trapped <laughs> underground. They were kept underground until they were finally freed. And um, so it's about her going out into the world, specifically in New York City, to try and make it. So it's like a twisted Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> I'm watching old TV again. That girl. That girl. <laughs> yeah, let's go back. Patty Duke. Um, and it also stars uh, Titus Burgess, who's this black guy that was a gay... Well, he was gay on, on 30 Rock. Okay. He was... Um, I can't remember the name of his character. He was on um, the reality show. Oh, Queen of Jordan? Yes. <laughs> and he was her friend slash designer. And he, he had some funny bits, but he is full on queening it up in this show. And he's great. Nice. Good. And their landlord is played by Carol Kane that Yay. you may know from The Princess Bride. Uh-huh. Um, she's one of the trolls that live in the tree. Uh-huh. And uh, 
the return of Jane Krakowski to TV. Yay. And she plays, she basically she's playing another Jenna. <laughs> and it's just such a great show. Or you mean another Elaine from Alley McBeal. Oh, yes. <laughs> Look, if, you, if you're good at what you do, stick with it. Right? Her. That's right. I hope she sings another song like the Muffin Top song. <laughs> well, there's only seven episodes so far. Okay. But I highly recommend it. It would be hard for you to not binge watch this show. Awesome. And speaking of which, that's all of the time we have for this uh, podcast. We look forward to uh, getting responses from you. Please, if you have a moment, our dear listener, uh, leave reviews of us on iTunes. We, we want to reach out to more gay nerds. We'd like to build a gamer community. So join us. Let us know what you think. And Give us a review. Talk to us on Facebook, too. Like, you could get a hold of very easily through Facebook. Thank you.